0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to the
1: Employment Law Show. Yeah, we'd love to have you on air with us. Be that third voice. Contribute. Ask your questions. Never be shy never be bashful would love to get you uh, on with us here john skulls along with the Or sam Firou, and that number to call in uh, toll free of course one 877 one 877 399 lines are open we're ready to take your calls if it's a simple severance question we can handle it problem with the boss harassment we can handle it Been let go haven't been given any severance, we can handle it. Bring it on. Give us a call this afternoon, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. We are ready to roll to reach out beyond the uh, the hour of the show. Uh, that is to get a hold of Leor and his team. That's one 855 821 and there's also help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll give you more contact throughout the show, but we got lots to get through on the show uh, today. In fact, when is a resignation not really a resignation? That's on the way in just a bit, but Leor, we always uh, start off with a couple of things you've been working on, pal. What do you What do you say?
2: hey johnny i can tell you that usually this time of year kind of in the in the last you know month and a half or so before the end of the year things usually slow down in my office but this year Mm -hmm. for reasons uh, that i'm not necessarily sure of it hasn't and it's been busier than ever some of it may have to do with the fact that as some experts are predicting we're, we're going into a bit of a recession period perhaps And that may impact jobs and and companies, letting people go. I've seen more terminations uh, than I have over the past few months, just over the past few weeks. And I can tell you, John, almost without exception, those severance offers that have come across my way, and I I review them every day, all day long, those severance offers have not been adequate, not even close to being adequate. And if it is true that we're going into a recession, it's more important than ever that you get everything you are owed in terms of that severance so if you lost your job like so many unfortunately people have over the past few weeks it's important more important than ever that you give me a call let's talk about it let's make sure uh that uh we we discuss what you are owed. a good place to start is right now on the show call us right now ask the question if you lost your job if you thought you did or you, you expected you will whatever that issue or problem i can help we can answer those questions or maybe it has nothing to do with losing your job you're just worried that your boss is not doing things properly maybe there's a new policy in the workplace Mm -hmm. i get that often can they implement that policy how do you comply with it what happens if you don't comply with it whatever the issue or the question if it has to do with your job your work your boss this is the opportunity you have to ask the question to call right now and to get some help and to get us started with the types of cases that are at least questions that i've been getting let me tell you some situations that came across my desk John, I spoke with a gentleman that for the past eight months worked a regular nine to five job. Uh, You know, you standard kind of come in at nine, leave at five, take your uh, 45-minute break uh, in the middle of the day, come back the next day, do the same thing. Decent pay, all is fine. The only thing that was different about this person is that he actually was hired through a temp agency. So when he recently lost his job, I, I told you a lot of people are losing their jobs, unfortunately. The company said, well, no, no, you're a temp employee through a temp agency. You're not really our employee, so we don't have to pay you anything. No severance. Uh, We can just say goodbye to you. Well, luckily, he didn't take that at face value, and instead he called me, and he wanted to know very simply, is that right? Am I not getting severance because I was hired through a temp, uh, temp agency? So, John, let's be very clear here. Yes, of course he gets severance. He gets his full severance. He is not really a temp employee. A temp employee is someone that you know, through a temp agency is sent to this company one day, the next company the other day, and kind of goes back and forth different places as he's needed. If you're working somewhere for eight months, like this guy, regular hours, you're an employee of the company. You're a regular employee. It doesn't matter if you were hired through a temp agency. It doesn't matter if the temp agency is actually the one paying you, if the money comes out of their bank account. If you look like an employee and if you act like an employee, you are an employee. And that means in this case, he gets severance. Of course he gets severance. In fact, I assess him as being owed about three months severance, three months. That's a lot of compensation that he's owed. I'm going to help him get that, but I wanted to remind everyone there that you can't be deprived of your legal rights by calling you a temp employee. You can't yeah. be deprived of your legal rights by calling you a contractor, independent contractor. None of that works. If you have a job and you lost a job, you are owed severance. And all these other ways to try to characterize your relationship with the company makes no sense, doesn't change anything. If you're not sure, if you lost your job, if you want to know what you're owed, hey, great time to call us right now or call me at the office
1: is write that number right now. Toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight and help at employmentlawyer.ca dot ca is uh, is how that's going to happen. What's the uh, second matter you got uh, you got thinking of the or? Well, I got a call from a lady
2: who uh, recently was put on a temporary layoff. Uh, her uh, the the company she was working for had slowed down significantly, and her employer said, "Listen." Uh, it's, it's, you know, just we expect that over the holidays to be slow. But we do think that after holidays, is going to pick up. So our intention was or is to call you back to work after the holidays. And, yeah, she could actually see that it's true. The business was slowing down. They weren't doing as well. They weren't very busy. So she knew that her employer is not uh, is not uh, lying. But she still wanted to call me because for her, it was a big deal. She's not going to be working. She's not going to be uh, earning income. She's going to have to try to live off EI for several months. Not an easy thing to do. So she called me and wanted to understand her rights. So hopefully our regular listeners know what I'm about to say. But here's what I'm going to say. That despite the fact that there's a potentially legitimate business reason for putting her on a temporary layoff, it doesn't matter. A temporary layoff can be treated by the employee as a termination of employment in other words she does not have to accept or agree to this temporary layoff she can consider it and treat it as a termination and say that's it by you putting me on a temporary layoff it's as if you let me go and because you let me go you have to pay me my severance She has been with this company for over three and a half years. She could be owed as much as six months severance. I'm going to help her get that. She'd rather get that severance, have that payment and move on rather than hope that in a few months she's going to be called back to work. So a very important reminder for all our listeners there. If you're put on a temporary layoff, even if the company is honest about the reasons, even if they have a good business reason for doing so, you still have a right to treat that as a termination of employment. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to sit at home, wait to be called back. You can make that decision yourself. And if you do want to do that, the way to start is to reach out to me.
1: And to reach out to Leora, i keep giving this out throughout the hour here. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Also a great website built for you just to use and, and learn a lot more. Reach out with contact and have access to our severance calculator. It's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But here and now, we got open lines. We're ready. We're live. And it's one 877 399 But in between that, our topic for the day, Lior, as you know, when is a resignation not really a resignation? So... How about this? What is a real resignation and does one get severance if they resign? Is there uh, that situation?
2: Yeah, so, so before we start about talking about kind of fake resignations and resignations that are not legitimate, let's start by explaining what a real resignation is, a, a true, honest, real resignation. Well, a resignation is a decision that an employee makes to leave their job. Now, what's important here is that the employee is the only one that can make that decision. That employee has to have made the decision voluntarily, unilaterally. In other words, no one told them to do it. No one forced them to do it. No one put them in a situation where they felt like they had to do it. The employee, for their own reason, decided, you know what? I don't want to work here. Maybe it's because they want to take another job or they want to retire or they want to spend more time with the family. Whatever the reason is, it's their reason they've made that decision. Now, if the employee makes that decision on their own, in other words, if it's a true resignation, then that employee is not owed severance. Severance is not paid if you make the decision to resign. So that's how it works with a true resignation. Now, that is different than what we're going to be talking about, kind of what I call fake resignations, where you not you haven't made the decision yourself. The decision was kind of made for you, and you felt like you didn't have a choice but to resign. So we want to talk about... What happens if, yeah, you've resigned or you feel like you have to resign, but it's not because you want to. It's not because you're choosing to. It's because something happened that makes you. We call that, I call that a fake resignation. It's not really a resignation. So, Stay tuned for that in case you've ever wondered what your rights are in that situation.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Yeah, you bet. We're back. So good to have you along uh, for the hour. Yeah, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. 9898 You want to make that call. That is the number to call now as we're doing it toll-free and live to get your uh, questions on the air. And uh, we're talking about resignation. What is really resignation? When is it not a resignation? Just some broad strokes to get back into this, Lior. What is it when it's real? And how about the severance on the other end, no? So we talked about
2: the fact that a real resignation is is something that someone does voluntarily and unilaterally. Mm -hmm. And if they do, then severance is not paid. Now, the opposite of that is what I call a fake resignation. So a fake resignation... As opposed to a real one is a situation where someone may have resigned they may have uttered the words i'm gone i'm leaving i'm quitting but they didn't do that because they wanted to It wasn't voluntary they were threatened to do it they were told they had to they were put in a position where there was no, not many other choices in those cases if the person resigns because of that it's not a real resignation the law would consider that to be a termination So yes, even though the employee is saying, okay, fine, I'll, I'll quit, I get it, I quit. The law says, well, not so fast. Even though you said those words, you did it because your boss told you you had to, they expect your resignation, or because something happened to your job or you felt you didn't have a choice. Well, because we understand that it's not something you really wanted to do, we're gonna say that's not a resignation. It's as if you were let go and therefore, you are owed severance. So yes, you could be in a situation where you've said the words, I'm, I'm gone, I'm quitting. And the law says, no, you've been terminated. Severance has to be paid. And that's the key. With a real resignation, something that you do voluntarily, no severance. With a fake resignation, a resignation where you are forced into, you do get severance. In fact, you could get your full severance up to 24 months pay. So if you're, you've ever been in that situation where your boss told you you have to resign, I expect your resign, resignation, I demand it, or yeah. they did something to your job, your pay, your compensation, that you had to resign, well, you actually didn't resign in that situation. The law says the company let you go and the company owes you severance.
1: Again, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. The number to call in and talk to us uh, through the course of the uh, the rest of the hour. We'd love to get you on air. What happens? You go into work one day. You just you're just at the you're just at the end of your rope, and you just you blow your stack and say, "I've had enough. I'm out of here. I can't take this anymore." And then you know, go home, have a cup of coffee, and go. You know what, Leora? I shouldn't have done that. What happens then? <laughs>
2: You know, believe it or not, those types of heat-of-the-moment resignations happen often. And, you know, one of the very first cases I ever worked on as a lawyer 20 years ago was kind of a, a heat-of-the-moment resignation. I've done many of them over the years. And oftentimes how it plays out is, you know, the employee is at work, Some, you know, maybe he's talking to the boss, frustrated, maybe some words were exchanged, and that's it. The employee says, I've had enough, I'm gone, I'm out of here, I'm leaving. And feeling really good, the employee goes, packs up their stuff, Goes home, still feeling pretty good. By the time the employee gets home, not feeling so good anymore. Oh, my gosh, what did I do? Well, the law understands that stuff can happen in the heat of the moment. Therefore, if you resign in the heat of the moment, you have an opportunity to take it back. And what I mean by that, you can change your mind and tell the company, that was heat of the moment, didn't mean it, I want to come back to work. Now, you only have a fairly small win. Do this. You'd have to do this within a couple of days, Uh, otherwise you're considered to have accepted it. But if you do it within a couple of days before the company is able to replace you or really rely on that resignation, the company has to take you back. And if they don't take you back, they may say, "No, no. We heard you say the words you resigned. You're not coming back here." Well, then the loss is okay. That's fine. But now it's a termination. Even though the employee resigned, they walked home, they packed up their office. Your refusal employer to take them back means you've terminated them. Now you owe them severance. Remember, you can only take it back if you do it very quickly. If you try to take it back a month later, too late. By then the company's relied on it, they can accept that resignation. But if you've kind of were, you know, the end of your rope and maybe you just had a bad day and you said you resigned, yeah, you can take it back as long as you do it quickly.
1: How about this thinking, though, that sometimes it's like, or you may be told by your boss, look, I'm going to give you the chance to resign because it's going to look better on your record that you did that rather than having me fire you. You don't want that on your permanent record in some national archive or wherever everybody thinks it is. (laughs) So they go, oh, you know what? I don't want that blemish for sure. I resign, I resign, I resign. It looks better. How about that?
2: Yeah, you know the National Resignation Archive. Doesn't everyone know about that? (laughs) That's it. Uh, That's the one. Yeah, no. So, so, you know, we're laughing here, but there isn't such a thing. There is no archive... There is no database, there is no spreadsheet, nothing where uh, there's a record of whether you resigned or whether you uh, were let go. So let's be very clear here. It's not better to resign than to be let go. There is no value, there is no benefit. You don't uh, somehow get something. The only thing that happens if you resign is number one, it's gonna be harder to get your severance, number one. And number two, you actually don't get EI because you've resigned. So you're losing on both fronts. So you're actually better off to be let go. If the company doesn't want you to work there, then the company should be letting you go, paying you severance, giving you a record of employment that allows you to get EI, doing it the legal way. I've heard so many times exactly what John just said, an employer saying to an employee, yeah, we're going to let you go, but we're going to give you an opportunity to resign. It's better for you nonsense it's not better for you it's worse for you now here's kind of the exception if you did something terrible i don't know you stole from the company Well, yeah you may as well at that point just resign because uh if you're gonna let go you're gonna be let go for cause you wouldn't be qualified for ei or severance any of it but unless you stole you hit someone you committed fraud if the company wants you gone they should let you go don't make it easier for them don't give them a gift by you resigning you can say, no thanks, you want to let me go, that's up to you, but I'm going to continue working otherwise. You want to preserve your severance and you want to preserve your EI.
1: Yeah, because they're going to say, we suggest you resign. It might come down to, you have to resign. Please leave now. You you are resigned because I just told you to. I mean, people are going to panic. I mean, same thing in that case as well, right? No, I'm not doing it. Exactly. And, and it's it, easy to think, well, the boss told me
2: I have to resign. He's the boss. Well, no. Mm-hmm your boss can you know let you go absolutely your boss can let you go they have to pay severance they have to comply with the law but the only one that can decide if you resign is you by definition okay that's how, that's how it it is so if your boss tells you no no I, I insist you resign you say no i'm not going to resign thank you but no i'm going to continue working unless you employer tell me that you're letting me go otherwise i'm here i'm working
1: how about if it's a situation where you go back and you say, you know, I you told me to resign. I've I, I just listened to a radio show that was really informative. I'm not resigning. You let me go. Therefore, you fire me. They go prove it. Where's your proof?
2: <laughs> yes, well, and, and that is actually a problem because yeah. if you don't have a letter in writing saying that you've resigned uh, or that the company lets you go, it's going to be a he said she said situation. So. If you think that your employer did that to you, your employer told you you had to, I want you to send an email to your employer saying, "Employer, I confirmed today where you told me to resign. That's why I resigned. Confirm to your employer in writing that what you did is because of what they did. You didn't just resign because you wanted to look for another job. You resigned because they told you. So if you're going to do that, first of all, my suggestion is don't. If, even if you feel like you had to resign, do not do that. But if you're, you can't do it anymore, you want to resign, send that email, send that text message, message to your employer confirming that you're only doing it because they told you to. You're only doing it because they gave you that ultimatum. If you do that, I can still help you. I can still get you your severance and all the compensation that you're owed, including EI. So be smart. Do that. Don't just resign and, and uh, hope that uh, you can get your compensation otherwise. You can't. You need to have that email.
1: Maybe it's not the fact that you've resigned, maybe not because you don't like the place, but something happened at work, right? Like who knows what has made it difficult to continue working. What's your steps to take at that point? So that's when we get into
2: constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal happens when there's a change in the terms of your employment that makes it difficult to continue working. You've been demoted, your hours have changed, your pay has changed, or something else happens that makes it difficult to continue working. The law recognizes that if you resign in the in the face of something bad like that happen, that is a termination. That's not a resignation. It's a constructive dismissal. So before you resign in that situation, I want you to call me so we can do this right. The law says constructive dismissal. Your own severance.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: And welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Indeed, you still got some time, some minutes to uh, give us a call, get on air, ask your questions. Don't be bashful. This is the opportunity during the week to do so. Beyond calling Lior outside the hour of the show, <laughs> to get on air toll free 1 877 399 but beyond that, never hesitate to reach out to Leori. He's got a great team with him as well. Of course, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is, uh, is where you're going to go with that. We're just talking about and finishing up the topic for the day, Leore, and That is, what is a resignation is not really a resignation. There's always some confusion about this, especially when you're, uh, your boss is putting some pressure on you for sure to do exactly that. So, how much time does an employee have to resign in that type of situation where the workplace has been made difficult and they want to get out of there and they want to resign, but it's, it's a bit of a sticky situation, right?
2: So we talked before the break about constructive dismissal, which really mm-hmm. is a, a resignation as a result of some change or some difficulty being imposed on you in the workplace. So, you know, to recap, a couple of examples may be a change in pay or a demotion, change in hours it could even be a situation where you can't really continue working because you're being mistreated harassed bullied all those things if you resign because of them the law says no that's a constructive dismissal it means that you've been terminated now you have to get paid now you get severance even though you're the one that ultimately left the company so to do that to pursue that constructive dismissal you have to act fairly quickly after the change is implemented I'm going to give you an example Let's mm-hmm. say you take a pay cut uh, or the pay cut is implemented today. If you're going to say, well, six months from now, well, you know what? I don't like this pay cut, so I'm going to pursue a constructive dismissal. Too late, of course, because by then you're considered to have accepted the pay cut. So usually when it comes to something like that, you would have a few weeks, two, three, maybe four weeks to, uh, to pursue it, to say, no, I'm not accepting it. So you can try it for a little bit of period of time, but beyond that, if you continue beyond a few weeks, you're considered to have accepted the change, you're stuck and you can't go back. So if you're now looking at different hours, maybe your shift has changed. You used to work day shift, now you're working afternoons. Right. Well, if you wanna continue working, sure you can, that, that's your new shift and away you go. But if you're not comfortable with that, if that's not what you're willing to do, You should pursue that constructive dismissal now. Don't wait. That means you have to call me now. We'll get you out of there. We'll get you compensation. Not a problem. Actually quite easy to do. But you have to act on it quickly. So time is not your friend here. But the best advice I'm ever going to give you here with respect to constructive dismissal is this. Don't quit first and then call me second. If you think you're in a constructive Hmm. dismissal situation before you quit, before you walk out the door in protest, That's when you call me because we want to do it right. We want to do this properly. So that's my best advice.
1: Now, in these situations where you're saying you resign, you quit, I mean, you're going to get severance even though you pulled the plug because of a constructive dismissal. In that regard, do you still get EI? So there's a a concept in EI which is called quitting for good reason.
2: So. If, if we can show that you quit for good reason, maybe because your job has changed, your hours, your compensation, or because your boss threatened you or bullied you to doing it, then yes, you can get EI as well, absolutely. So the, the default with EI is if you leave, you, sh- you, you don't get EI. But if we can show to EI that, yeah, I left, but here's why. I didn't leave just because. I left because something happened. I was threatened, I was told, to. the job changed then yes, EI is going to say you quit for good reason. And because you quit for good reason, you'll get EI. And that, of course, is significant. You can get a year's worth of EI. So yeah. very, very important that if you do end up resigning, not because you wanted to, but because you felt you had to, that you call. Let's talk about it. Not It's not just about severance, which is, of course, extremely important. It's also about EI, which could be for another year's pay. So important, important call to make.
1: And we always say that you know so many things you learn on this show uh, every week for for the complete hour can be uh, can be reinforced. In fact, you can discover even more by going to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons of topics on there. The stuff we talk about on the show, you can read at your own pace. You can learn it. You can use the severance calculator. You can also reach out and have contact with Leor and his crew from that uh, that website as well. It's free, of course. Pocket Employment Lawyer. I Want to get to Beth first? Email of the show says, "Hey guys, my husband works in construction. Oh, here we go. He has never been laid off in ten years, but his employer just gave him notice of a layoff, saying that he may be called back to work in May. He may be. What can he do?
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I'm laughing, but I understand this is not funny at all because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only laughing out of frustration because I hear this so often. There's this misconception out there that if you work in construction." you can be laid off temporarily you can be let go without pay your employer essentially can do whatever it wants wrong false not true not true at all so if you're working in construction you have the same rights as every other employee and if you haven't been laid off means that if you are now laid off temporarily you can accept it and maybe hope you're going to go back to work in May or you can treat that as a termination now so Beth's husband can wait and see what happens in may that's you know i don't know six months from now however long it is but he can also choose to treat his employment now as being terminated get severance now and not wait so yes construction employees do get severance construction employees do have a right to treat a layoff a temporary layoff as a termination now the exception to this temporary layoff is if you work a job that's seasonal and every year you get laid off and then you get called back to work. So if you work a seasonal job, then that's fine that it's implied that your employer can lay you off temporarily. But clearly Beth's husband is not working a seasonal job because he's never been laid off. I guess she said in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's not a seasonal job. Meaning if he's laid off now, he gets paid. He can treat that as a termination. Don't believe those misconceptions when it comes to construction employees.
1: Yeah. We often talk about being laid off. Oh, that's okay. I don't mind that, but it's a hundred percent pay cut, you know, as opposed to taking 50% pay cut. If they, if they told you you're going to, they're going to lop off half your salary. Why would you tolerate that? Right?
2: Exactly. So if I told any employee that, uh, you know, you're going to take a 50% pay cut, I think any employee and any employer are going to know clearly you can't do that. Clearly it can't be legal to cut someone's pay by 50%. And you're right. It's not legal. So why would it be legal to cut someone's pay by 100% obviously not? Because if if that was legal, then it would be an absurd situation. You know, what employee we've cut your pay by 95%, but not a hundred. So you're fine. So it it doesn't work that way. So, uh, because of that, if you're laid off temporarily, that's a hundred percent reduction. You can treat that as a termination of your employment, construction, employee, part-time employee, uh, temporary employee, all of those things, that applies to
1: you. And with that, we'll get down to uh, Frank here. Get him in before we, uh, we take a break. says, Frank, uh, Frank, hey, guys, my former employer found out that I'm working for a competitor of theirs and is now threatening to take legal action against me. Any advice for a guy?
2: Uh, well, my best advice is, you know, see if you can find a time machine, go back in time and not do it uh, because <laughs> it's not uh, something you should ever be doing. Uh, working for a competitor while you're working for your employer. Now, in some situations, your employer may not care. And in that case, if you're honest with them and tell them, they may be just fine with it. You know, listen, if you're working at uh, a fast food restaurant and on the weekends you work at a different fast food restaurant, I don't think they're going to care too much. So that should be fine. But beyond that, yeah, an employer would expect you to to if you're working for them, they pay you to benefit them, not to benefit their competitor. So it's a very bad idea to work secretly for a competitor of your employer. Uh, So not a good idea. And that could be cause for dismissal and potentially for other legal action. So, you know, I, I, I certainly would try to tell the employer here, yes, I did it, but I didn't reveal confidential information. I didn't hurt you in any way, shape or form. I was just doing that to support my family. Hopefully, most employers will be understanding and not going to want to escalate this. But definitely, John, not a good idea, not at all, to work for a competitor of your employer while employed by them. If you're honest, if you tell them and they're fine, then do that. Otherwise, avoid it.
1: Anything like that, you should always go to your employment agreement first, right? Because there'd be a non compete in there, you know, all those different things we could get you in some hot water, too, right?
2: employment agreement always a starting point always a good yeah. idea to look at to see what you're allowed to or not to. but i will say this even in situations where your employment agreement is silent on this issue or maybe you don't have an employment agreement Never a good idea to work for a competitor while working for your employer.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Thank you for hanging
1: in. You bet we are back indeed. Toll free 1 877 399 9898 to call us right now. Get in on the remaining few minutes of the show. We'd love to get you on air. Beyond that, you can always reach out to Lior and his team. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca, and then 1-855-821-5900. Before we get back to our uh, emails here, I want to get uh, Wayne on the line and talking to us. Wayne, thank you so much for standing by for a moment. How are you today? Good. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind?
2: Um, I'm a contract o- operator in the oil field, and I was with a company for four years. Then a new company bought us. And now within a year and a half, they're selling us again, our area. And every time we switch companies us contractors, don't get any kind of severance. Is that so correct? you continue. You, so when you continue working with the buyer, you're going continue in your job. Is that right? Yes. So in a situation where you continue working with the buyer, The law considers your employment as not being terminated. It's continuous. And because it's continuous, severance doesn't have to get paid. You would get severance, of course, if you lost your job as a result of the sale. So if if the buyer of the business didn't take you on, then you absolutely would be owed severance. But because you continued working, your employment in the eyes of the law has never ended. It simply continued. The buyer inherited your service, so if you're ever let go, they're going to have to account of the time you had even with the previous companies. But because of that, Wayne, severance doesn't get paid as a result of the sale. So if they, if I don't have a job when we're done with this sale, they have to take my year's service into account for the severance. Exactly. So right now, if you have, I don't know, five and a half, six years, whatever it is, with uh, both previous companies and if you're let go tomorrow then your severance is going to be based on those six years not just the last year and a half and that's important because that could be the difference between getting three months severance and getting 10 months severance so uh, that's why if at some point you do lose your job reach out to me because we want to make sure that the severance that you got accounted for all the time that you had not just the last stretch
1: all right thank you Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it, pal. And enjoy the uh, the remainder of your weekend. Uh, to reach out any further, and uh, you probably will, to have a further conversation with Leo and his team, you could do so 1-855-821-5900. That's an important thing we're talking about, and quite often, uh, Leo, we've mentioned on this show before when you're especially if you're, you're you know headhunted from another employer to, to, to go over to their place and start working for them, that employment contract and what can be in there can be so either beneficial or deadly. If you're a you know, 10, 20, 30-year guy or girl, and uh, all of a sudden they say, you know you can, you can come join us, but we don't want to recognize your previous service, massive red flag, right?
2: So an employment agreement is something you should always be watchful for, mindful for of, and mindful of, because your employment agreement, believe it or not, is not your friend. An employment agreement generally is not something you want to have if you're an employee. Your employer desperately should want to have it. You as an employee are better off on a handshake deal, okay? You're better off writing something on the back of the napkin and everyone initials it. That is better, 10 times better than having a 10-page employment agreement because that 10-page employment agreement is only going to take rights away that you would otherwise have. But it's especially important to pay attention to that agreement if you were recruited from another job or if your business is sold and you continue working with the buyer. And the reason for that is if you're recruited from another job, you may have enhanced severance rights down the road. Same thing if you uh, uh, continue working with a buyer in a sales in, in a, sale of a business position. So oftentimes what an employer is gonna do is gonna have you sign an employment agreement that gives away those rights. So definitely if you're recruited from another job you're working, you're fine, headhunter comes to you or another company comes to you to convince you to to consider an offer from them, that document they want you to sign, that employment agreement, massively, massively important. Do not, under any circumstances, sign it without having me see it first. Let me see it, tell you what it does, what it means and, and how it impacts you. If it's great, I'll tell you it's great, sign away and be happy. If it's not, then we can talk about how we negotiate it. But don't give up your rights without even realizing that that's what you're doing. I
1: want to grab an email from Brian again any time. It's help at employmentlawyer.ca. It says, hey, Leora, I've worked uh, for a company for three years in a sales position, selling windows and doors. I was just let go. They considered me to be an independent contractor. I worked exclusively for them full time but did not have an office, and I paid my own expenses. Am I entitled to severance?
2: Listen, I've seen this exact scenario more times than I can ever hope to count okay someone is misclassified uh, as a contractor and then they're let go and the company says no, no contractor not an employee so we don't have to pay you severance nonsense remember what I said right at the beginning of the show if you look like an employee and you act like an employee hey guess what you are an employee it doesn't matter what piece of paper you signed it doesn't matter how you pay your taxes or if the company deducts taxes none of that matters What matters is who do you work for? How regularly do you work for them? Do you have consistent hours? Do you work for others? Based on all those factors, if you are an employee, then the law says you have the rights of an employee. That means, just like in Brian's situation, severance. Yeah, he's an employee. Works exclusively full-time for a company. He's an employee. He's owed severance. But there could be other rights here. Vacation pay, overtime pay, holiday pay, EI even now when, when he's let go. So all these rights... So John mentioned uh, PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca and you mm-hmm. know we often talk about PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca for the severance calculator that we have there. But there's other tools there and one of them is a tool that allows you to find out if you're an employee or an independent contractor. So if you're not sure and you're listening to me right now and saying, wait a second, I always assumed I was a contractor but based on what uh, Lior is saying here, maybe I'm actually an employee. Well, easy to find out Grab your smartphone, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use the independent contractor tool there. You answer a few questions, and it's going to tell you if you're an employee or a contractor. Of course, it's free. Of course, it's anonymous, uh, and, and it's just there for your information. And it's an important thing to understand. Employee has all the rights that employment law provides. A contractor doesn't. So you have to understand which one you really are.
1: Yeah, a lot of people can going to say, yeah, it's okay, it's right. my boss is also a good buddy of mine. We, we, we handshake this deal, so I'm just going to go on as a contractor. I don't see the problem. Well, think about it this way. If it was that simple, then
2: everyone could be a contractor, right? Why would anyone actually want to be an employee, right? Because you can save money on taxes. The company saves a bunch of money too, but it doesn't work that way. You don't get to decide what you are. The company that you work for doesn't get to decide what you are. The law makes that decision. Mm-hmm. And what the law says is, from our perspective, is if you have all the markers of an employee, we're going to say you're an employee. And by the way, John, the employment law is one thing. What about CRA? If, if you've been misclassified, if at some point you're audited or CRA takes a closer look at what you're doing, they're going to say, well, wait a second. All these years, Mr. Uh, person, you've been telling us you're a contractor, you've been filing your taxes like a contractor, you've been deducting your gas and mortgage and home office, You were an employee, so you weren't doing Mm -hmm. this properly. So guess what? You owe us a bunch of money now and we're not happy that you've done that. So we're going to also make you uh, pay some penalties and and, uh, interest. So not a good thing to do. So find out now, really, if you're an employee or a contractor before you make any assumptions.
1: We'll get to Melissa finally in the last uh, moment of the show here. says, Leroy, I signed my severance offer because my employer told me that if I didn't, I wouldn't get paid anything. I just use your severance calculator and it says I'm owed another $35,000. What do I do?
2: Oh, my God, John. You you had to end the show with that email. My gosh. (laughs) I, I hate emails like that, questions like that. And Unfortunately, I get them at least once a week because I can't help in that situation. If you've accepted that severance offer because you didn't know any better, because you're told that you're not going to get more, once you've signed it, once you put your name on that piece of paper, you can't take it back. You can't say that I was a mistake. You can't say that I didn't know. You, you have to live by it. So please mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't let that happen. I understand the pressure. I understand you feel like you have to. I understand that it. it's an uncomfortable situation. I get it but we're talking about the law. We're talking about legal rights and money that you are legally owed. Do the smart thing. If you're let go, despite that pressure, call me, let's find out how much you're really owed or use the severance calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Do that rather than sign it. Once you sign it, as much as I want to, I can't help you.
1: That is it for another day. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, Wayne, for the phone call and all your emails as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is how you do that. And as Lior said, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website. And then reach out by phone, one 821 We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.